mean to hurt anybody I wish we knew how to make it stop We're just stuck here trying to love on one another And that's a lie Yeah, that's a lie Everybody hurts a little sometimes That's just part of how life goes You're not alone at being alone I suppose goodness knows Goodness knows So if you're lost Then you feel alone Please remember, you're not alone. 
Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, proudly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my guest today, uh, calling us from beautiful Oakland, California, is Mr. Jason uh, Cropper, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, and uh, was also the original guitar player for the band Weezer. Hello, so that's exciting. So, Jason, it's a pleasure and honor that you could join me today and tell us all about, you know, your great music and all that uh, you're up to. And first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, you've had quite a musical journey. So if you don't mind kind of sharing, you know, your your journey and how we got got up to this point today. Sure, Mike. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, let's see, musical journey. Uh, so, yes, it's true. I uh, was the first... Uh, guitar player alongside Rivers in the band Weezer when the band started. Um, that was, uh, let's see, we met in May of 1991, um, and then the band started formally uh, with Matt there on uh, Valentine's Day of 1992, and uh, we did a few recordings and played a bunch of shows uh, in the Los Angeles area, as well as up and down the West Coast before the band got a record deal and uh, made that first record, the Blue Album, which uh, is uh, really a, a, still a fun record up to, to this day. And if the, they went, uh, they've gone on and continue to go on. Um, I became a father uh, shortly thereafter and uh, have, have raised my kids for most of this time, doing some musical projects along the way. And um, so uh, my youngest just uh, left for college last fall before this whole uh, coronavirus thing started and um, at that point I had been working you know towards getting my songwriting uh, dusted off uh, so that I could do this again and um, so yeah uh, took a few years to kick start it again but here I am Great. So let's talk a little bit about songwriting. So, I mean, you mentioned dusting it off. So, I mean, this was something that you've always been doing in your career, songwriting? or Sure, yeah. I've always enjoyed writing songs. And, you know, being around Rivers and Weezer was both uh, influential and informative. Um, and, you know, that band, he was the primary, he is the primary songwriter. And as as it was then in the beginning, and so um, I learned a lot and supported him in that. But I, I wrote along the you know along the way on my own, and the you know the skill level at which I could do that really is sort of you know you get out of it what you put into it. So um, you know I had to put more into it. Here's what. Oh. Okay, and uh, so I mean, uh, for you, uh, Jason, now songwriting, I mean, is there certain things that inspire you to write songs, or? Well, yeah, um, this time around, it was interesting how it happened. Um, I w you know, I was having trouble uh, really getting started 2017, 2018, and 2019, just really trying to find, reconnect with my, you know, voice as a songwriter or the, the channel that, you know, opens up for people when they do this. And because, the, you know, the best 
way to write a song from experience is when they're just basically writing themselves and you're just kind of taking dictation from whatever the you know the story is or the voice is that, that does this and so um, in trying to you know create space for that type of artistic you know license or, or creative spirit um, I was you know doing all kinds of fun stuff uh, I'd say different kinds of yoga and qigong and meditation and uh, you know, neuro-linguistic programming. There's a book called The Artist's Way, uh, an exercise called The Morning Pages, which was also really helpful. Um, but it just it wouldn't really kick in for these these three years of effort in a way that I am familiar with and and had grown accustomed to in previous attempts. And so there had been a number of years where I hadn't written, and so just trying to get it kickstarted again, as I mentioned. And so doing all of these you know, techniques I just mentioned and a few others that I won't go into here. Um, one day, my daughter, my youngest daughter, came home from school. She was clearly very distraught. And I asked her what was wrong, and she told me that a young man in her math class had, had killed himself, had committed suicide. And and um, and it was really sad. It was really, you know, um, it was very disturbing and very upsetting to hear that. And and I knew at that point from, you know, this is December of 2018, uh, I knew from watching the news or just, you know, keeping up on things that self-harm for teens is kind of at epidemic levels. People are hurting themselves and, and self-destructing way more frequently than we had, you know, statistical measurement of in prior decades, prior generations. And during that same week, second week of December 2018, two dear friends of mine in our little community here in the East Bay of California, two other young people in their teens also committed to uh, hurting themselves and didn't kill themselves, but, you know, wanted to. And, uh, and it just, it really struck me. And so, and then a song came out of that, um, that, Really, you know, I haven't released yet and, and won't for some time, but um, it kicked off a, a, a songwriting sort of, it just removed a block. I don't know how, but it, it sort of gave me some purpose and trying to just connect with, with people on a, on a positive note, um, not to minimize anybody's suffering or anything like that, but to acknowledge it and to try to find some common ground in uh, as much as we're, we're, you know, hopefully we're not alone if we can reach out to people for help or reach out to people who need help in these situations. And so that's kind of the spirit of these songs. I wasn't really planning on that per se. It just kind of happened on its own, if you, if you take my meaning. Yeah, yeah, I do. So that's interesting, Jason, how these songs, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the, the spirit of the song just comes out. But I mean, for, for you, do you find that uh, songs like that take a, a while to, to write or do they sometimes these songs write themselves in a way or? When it's going well, um, you know, I'll do kind of my, my preparatory work around it. Uh, you know, like some exercise or some some meditation or a combination of the two or some writing, and then I'll just kind of get in the mood and pick up the guitar, and the song will just kind of write itself. Maybe it takes a few hours, maybe it takes a few minutes, but uh, usually 
maybe it takes a few days, but doing the preparatory work and, and being connected to, you know, these, these ideas and these, you know, really just getting connected to, to my feelings and my emotions. And uh, that's what does it. So for you, Jason, when you get a song written, I mean, does it go through a lot of metamorphoses or changes when you actually record it? Or once you get it pretty much down, you stick with it? Yeah, uh, you know, the the writing of the song is part of the process. The arranging of the song might happen at the same time in terms of, oh, the song will have drums that go like this or guitars that go like that or background vocals that go like this or a bass line that goes like that. Sometimes those parts just come along at the same time. Other times it's, it's fun to tinker with them later on and to let them evolve or to collaborate with others in, in that, on that field. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I mean, for you right now, do you try to to work, you know, actually songwriting or, you know, at a certain time or you just wait till the inspiration comes or? Yeah, that's a really good question. So when I'm disciplined about it, which I haven't been lately because things have been a little bit kinetic with, you know, the way right. life is moving. Yeah. But when everything's going properly and I'm, I'm doing this on purpose it's pretty simple wake up do the morning pages do some yoga um a little bit of you know breath work exercise and and then pick up the guitar and sometimes during the morning pages the song will just start writing itself sometimes during the yoga or the breath work the song will start writing itself and then i just grab the guitar um, or the the you know the pad and, and pen if it's if it's lyrically driven in the beginning, and just go from there. And the um, for 2019, I did a kind of a little experiment with a New Year's resolution in January, and it was as all these kicked off, and it was to start and or finish writing one song per day. And so as long as I can just create a voice memo or or, or a journal entry of either music and or lyrics. It doesn't necessarily have to be finished. I can come back to it a few days or weeks later and finish the idea and, and have a completed song if if all the you know parts are, are cooperating, all of the functionality is, is working there. So for you, Jason, you kind of were talking about arranging, but I mean, when you get the the, the, the general, you know, music and the, the, the lyrics down, I mean, at that point, do you then, you know, think about, you know, the bass and the drums and all, all that, uh, or do you just try to get down the, 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 the skeleton of the song? Um, kind of making room for both at the same time, but certainly the skeleton of the song, um, you know, if there's a feel that lends itself to a, an interesting rhythm section accompaniment, that's always nice, uh, because it, it's hard to lose track of that if that's written into the feel of the song. Um, and then it's fun to collaborate with, with other players, too. Um, the drummer I'm working with, Rob Ehlers, is a really exceptional musician. And so, you know, I like to play off of him, and we'll, we might try a song a couple different ways, arrangement-wise, in order to find what flows best or what, you know, creates, uh, you know, a supportive, a supportive environment for the statement of the song lyrically or message-wise. Okay, Jason, you know what, that sounds great. 
what we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break and we will be back for our next segment of this edition of our program today. And my guest today from beautiful Oakland, California, a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, and the original guitar player for the band Weezer. Hello, the one and only Mr. Jason Cropper. And uh, Jason, it's a pleasure and honor that you could be here today to tell us all about your great music. You are listening to the Mike Care Radio program, What's Up America, as always, partly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And please stay with us for our next uh, segment of this edition of our program today. Daddy's got his guitar. Daddy's got his thumb. He'll be playing his music even though mom thinks it's done. Daddy's got his guitar. Daddy's got his pick We'll be dropping some syncopated lyrics That are hella sick When the drum goes boom The drum goes clack Mama going boom, boom, boom It's a matter of
Well, welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, probably broadcasting from Coe, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my guest today is the one and only Mr. Jason Cropper from uh, beautiful Oakland, California, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, and was the very first original guitar player for the band Weezer. Hello! And uh, I always I'm saying that hello just because it it, it warms my heart to, to 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 know that and it's exciting and Jason is is here to tell us all about his great music and Jason is a pleasure and honor that you could join me today we truly are blessed today thanks so much okay uh, Jason so I want to talk about these uh, songs these nice songs that you, you sent us and our audience is uh, listening to so the first song we have here is goodness knows can you tell us about this song sure uh, goodness knows this is um, you know a song about cooperation with with oneself uh, the idea that there's there's good in each of us that knows better than uh, the opposite of good, and and how do we uh, surrender to that, and how do we allow for that and support that, so that we can live our best life or just show up better in the, in the present moment. And uh, you know the lyric basically says if you're if you're lost and you feel alone and it hurts down in your bones, um, you know. You're not alone. The goodness in you knows. Right. Okay. And now another song we have here is Humble Shack. Can you tell us about this one? Sure. This one's about a um, a dad and a mom and a baby. And um, didn't really occur to me at first when when we you know when we first started working on it. But pretty much everybody has at least you know, biologically a, an imprint of, of those three relationships. You know, it's kind of necessary to have a, I mean, unless you're, you're born in a test tube and no offense to anybody who is, but, you know, uh, or if you're, uh, you know, from a, if there's a sperm donor or if you're an orphan or okay, you know, I get it. But the idea is that we all are biologically from a, a blueprint and a design, if you will, uh, at least by our parents and, and certainly, you know, above and beyond that as well. And so uh, just a, a connection with those pri- you know, primary relationships in, in, a, in a family sense and what that means. And then the, the baby in the song is, is uh, then, you know, undisguised as a, as a cute little dog for, the, you know, for pet lovers. So you don't necessarily need to have a, a child in order to you know, have those, those parental loving feelings. You can do it with a pet or a, you know, necessarily have to be, you know, mom, dad, and baby. There are plenty of different variations on what family means to people. We get to, you know, we get to choose our friends and, and what those relationships feel like. So I think that that's, that's kind of what what Humble Shack is about in, in one interpretation. Okay, and another song we have here is Perfect Dream. Can you tell us about this one? Perfect Dream is a song... Uh, this one's kind of a, a fun one for me because it's a song about the band Weezer, my old band, in the style of Weezer by a you know someone who was in the band. So there's kind of this meta, uh, you know, 
fascinating art going on in that song. Just kind of a fun little device. Oh, okay. So now are these uh, three uh, songs on a particular album? Are they singles? Are they been released? Or So, yeah, we'll, we'll be releasing uh, these songs and, and more, uh, probably uh, one every six to eight weeks. Uh, starting in July, and um, we're just going to kind of spread the word slowly and organically on you know wherever you find digital music, and um, and maybe you know even off into radio, whether college radio or Sirius or Sirius or regular terrestrial radio, internet radio. Okay. And now, uh, Jason, I wanted to talk about, you know, some of, you know, your performances and shows. So maybe not performing so much right now, but do you have a chance to perform around the place? Or? Um, I'm doing a, um, a Thursday evening show on Facebook and Instagram, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Um, I'm calling it the golden hour. Uh, it'll go at least through the summer and probably the fall. And basically it's just a, a little, you know, probably 30 to 45 minutes just short of an hour kind of variety show where I'll play some original songs along the lines of what we've just discussed and some cover songs and then maybe have some guests or do like a, you know, top 10 countdown of mental health tips during the coronavirus pandemic and similar, you know, typical variety show type skits. Oh, and I have to ask, uh, Jason, is there any Weezer songs? Or Yeah, I've been playing some Weezer songs on the show, too. That's always fun. And, um, you know, there, it's, it, it, you know, it's a cover song for me, right? I'm not in the band anymore, so, but there's a connection there, and it's fun to, to lay those out and to offer them to people. Oh, so I mean, do, do the you know the audience have, like you said, have a chance to request request songs or? Uh, you know, if they want to, that's fine. I, you know, we might meet in the middle, and I might actually be prepared to play a song that um, that they are yeah. requesting. Um, that you know, it's not so much like the human jukebox type of uh, right. performance, though. You know, I'm always expanding the repertoire, trying to, you know, learn a couple songs, a couple of new songs per week just to break things up so it's not just about my music. And it's kind of, you know, I think people enjoy the familiarity and the continuity of, of cover songs a lot, kind of like when you go to a, when you would go to a coffee shop or a, a bar and see a singer-songwriter, there's always a, it's always fun to hear a cover song that you know in a new format or by a different artist. And speaking of that uh, coffee, uh, you know, uh, shop or bars, I mean, is that some of the, the venues that you used to, did, did play at? Or? Um, yeah, it was mostly for me, it was, you know, rock clubs in the 90s and some in the, in the 2000s. Um, of late, it's been, you know, I was about to embark on a, industrious little house concert like living room concert or back room concert kind of private showcasing thing here in California but obviously with the social distancing that's all been put on hold for just about everybody who, who wants to do it whether the audience members or the promoters or the artists but um, 
you know, I mean, barring a vaccine or some sort of, you know, technological helmet, I don't know how people are exactly going to go back to seeing live music together. It's, uh, you know, with, without uh, some, some trepidation. But we'll see, you know, it's obviously happening in some states. And so um, I don't know. It's a, it's, I, I would like to be doing those house concerts again sometime, but I'm certainly not going to um, rush out right. and, you know, I don't want to needlessly endanger anybody. Right. I, I don't. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very unprecedented situation. Oh, so I mean, with those uh, house shows, uh, how do they how do they actually work then? Um, well, before the the social distancing and, and um, uh, you know shelter in place or whatever this is called, uh, we would maybe invite like you know forty or fifty people to someone's house, and everybody right. would make a donation of like twenty oh. to thirty dollars, okay. and uh, and we would just have a private show. Oh, yeah, that sounded uh, great. So right, right now, uh, I mean, do you feel at, at this point that, uh, you know, eventually when everything does open and the coast is clear that you're going to be getting a lot of calls from venues or saying, hey, we need you, Jason? Or <laughs> Well, uh, that sounds nice. And, uh, you know, if I can just uh, kind of release this music over the next you know, three, six, eight, twelve months, and promote it and share it with people. And if an audience forms around it and builds, uh, then who knows? Maybe once things do open up in the in the you know the live performance music world more, then there will be a demand. I can't necessarily pretend that um, you know my music is any more special than anybody else's. I just uh, hope to offer something that that people can connect with and. You know, something that's uh, fun for the whole family, so to speak. Okay, Jason, you know what? That sounds simply fantastic. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today uh, from Oakland, California, is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, and the original uh, guitar player for the band Weezer. Hello, the one and only Mr. Jason Cropper. And Jason, it's such a pleasure and honor that you could be here today to talk about your wonderful singing and songwriting, your wonderful music. You are listening to the Mike Carroll Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And please stay with us for our very last segment of this edition of our program today.
Welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America, as always, proudly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my guest today from beautiful Oakland, California, great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, and also the original guitar player for the band Weezer. Hello, the one and only Mr. Jason Cropper. And Jason, it's a pleasure and honor that you could join me today. So we want to thank Jason so much. And we also want to thank each and every one of our radio listeners for joining us today and uh, sharing my love and passion for what I do, which is bringing you Jason's love and passion for what he does and if you have a show idea whether that be another original member of weezer or the black keys or or just a a great uh, musician or maybe a chef or you know who knows uh just just uh anything uh you you think would be a good fit anyone you think would be a good fit for this show uh give me a call send me an email and just go to mikecara.com there's a lot of ways to get there but just do the just do the classic way make it easy on yourself but like I said, I'm on 15 different platforms. So the uh, best way, MikeCara.com. And uh, we're going to try to get Twitter, uh, you know, going too. So my guest today is the one and only Mr. Jason Cropper. And Jason, pleasure and honor that you could join me today. Thanks so much. We truly are blessed today. And we truly do appreciate uh, your time and effort for being here. Thanks so much. Okay, Jason. So I want to talk a little bit, you know, about your uh, your social media and website. We've been talking, you know, about this Facebook Live. But first of all, do you have a website or? Yes, uh, you can go to my website if you'd like. It's jasoncroppermusic.com. And they're just it's very simple. There's just links there to uh, digital media, you know, digital music distribution sites like Apple or Amazon or uh, Spotify and then social media links and then there's a, a couple videos and photos um, kind of describing what's going on and then a, a booking contact and a uh, you, know, you can sign 
sign up, you can send me your email address, so I'll put you on an email list if you want to know more information there. Oh, and as we mentioned, so now with these uh, these live shows, do you film on both Facebook and Instagram? Is that how it works, sir? Yeah, I've been experimenting with that. Um, obviously, you know, Instagram is run by Facebook, so they're kind of one and the same, but they keep changing the rules and, and regulations, if you will, about how they interact with each other, which is always fun to, you know, keep everybody on their toes or their heels, so to speak. But yeah, the, the past couple I've, I've, you know, turned on a computer camera and mic and then a iPhone camera and mic, one on each of the applications, just to see if I can manage doing both at the same time. It's kind of fun. Two different audiences with one performance, so to speak. Oh, so I mean, do you feel, Jason, at at some point that you might do something where you will do a, a lot with a live audience and uh, the the Facebook Live in in the, the same time? Well, um, possibly. Um, I have a studio in Oakland, and we're going to install some cameras and some uh, social distancing precautions so that uh, musicians can come in here and play or interview one another, play with each other for live stream broadcasting or for just, you know, creation of a, um, you know, musical performance video, whether it's broadcast live on social media or other, or if it's just, you know, captured and edited for release later. And, um, there's not really room in here for an audience. It's a, it's a decent a decent enough sized place, but you know, with everybody trying to stay six feet away from each other, it gets crowded fast. Um, but we will be um, offering that kind of thing, and there's um, you know there, there's no reason to to you know to not at this point. You know, as long as as one can take the necessary precautions. So that's my intention over the next couple months is to get that type of a you know little micro internet tv music station started and maybe other artists will come through and utilize the facility to to create similar content for themselves and for their audiences and Jason, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, YouTube, and I want to talk about these videos of you and uh, Rivers here uh, together. I mean, when were these uh, filmed here? Sure. So uh, in 2018, uh, Rivers did a couple shows, solo shows, here in the Bay Area of California. Um, One was at a uh, club called Bottom of the Hill, and the other, oh gosh, I can't remember, it was a larger place. Um, and uh, both times uh, I had asked, uh, you know, they were both sold out, and I had asked, hey, can, we, can I have a couple tickets to, to come and check out the show? And um, he asked if I would come up on stage and play a couple songs with them at each one. And so that was a real honor and a real privilege, and that was just <laughs> kind of an amazing full circle for me because I, at that point, you know, felt like I was kind of, if I was going to do anything musically, I didn't really think of, you know, it was nice to get his sort of blessing, if you will, to, to, to continue to use the Weezer name, or at least his name associated with mine musically. And he gave me a lot of encouragement and asked that I keep making music and, and just encouraged me to, you know, try to offer these gifts humbly to, to people. 
might enjoy them. So it was really encouraging for me. And Jason, as we know that uh, Weezer not too long ago, uh, you know, covered, you know, Africa and they're doing, you know, certain cover music. And uh, what did you, you really enjoy those songs? Do you think that's a good idea? Or? Sure. I mean, you know, I think the thing with there are a couple different elements there with Weezer and Weezer fans and, and Weezer's music to kind of unpack. And I think that people who are Weezer fans, rightfully so, take it very seriously what the band is doing and why they're doing it and how it measures up against past offers, past offerings and past efforts that the band has done. And it, it can be, I know it's been, it can be frustrating for fans at times because maybe they want another record more like Pinkerton or more like the Blue Album or more like, you know, pick your favorite Weezer album here. And, and there are, you know, several different camps uh, of of Weezer fans, some who believe that Weezer's best years are ahead of them, and the Weezer didn't really even get started until Scott joined the band, for example, and and rightfully so in some considerations. Scott's an amazing musician; he brings a ton of of valuable musicality to the band. Um, and at the same time, um, it's it's important, I think, to just try to stay objective and, and enjoy the you know what the band can that they continue to make offerings that they continue to keep it try to keep it together to just keep making music it's not something that's going to last forever and and for for me you know I, I guess i kind of have a unique perspective because um you know maybe matt sharp has a similar perspective to this because he was also in the band and isn't any longer but for me i'm just so grateful to to that they keep putting out music and um, every time I go see a show I'm just blown away they just keep getting better and better as a live band so um, I don't think it can be overstated that you know for, for fans who are maybe feeling like they the band has their best work behind them well I doubt it I think Rivers has a whole lot more to offer and he's going to keep centering himself and recentering himself and, and finding a, a more authentic and more interesting uh, voice and, and series of topics to write songs about as, as he gets older and as he matures. And so um, I'm hopeful uh, always about that. And, and, you know, having been close and personal with him while he was writing the songs on the first record and watching that stuff happen, I know how amazing he can be as an artist and as a songwriter. And so I have a lot of faith in that and I have a lot of joy. I take a lot of joy. And, and also the, the thing with the, um, uh, the, the Toto songs, I think, uh, Pat Wilson kind of spearheaded that with a fan. I think that was a collaborative effort from elsewhere in the band. And so, and, and that kind of, I think reads to the fact that this band has a lot of breadth and depth outside of rivers songwriting that, also has has not quite been tapped because they've been so busy giving you know their time to touring and and making records and and trying to stay a couple steps ahead of the fans maybe this whole pandemic thing and taking a break from the hella mega tour and postponing it will help them to find more creative you know and more and even more interesting outlets for their songwriting during this this sort of hibernation phase that we're all kind of looking at artistically oh 
you know, when we're talking about, uh, you know, covers, I mean, is that something that interests you, Jason, to possibly, you know, release and record? I don't know about a whole album, but, you know, like maybe a, a smaller EP of covers or? Probably. It seems to be something that's uh, getting more and more common these days, you know, to just do a bunch of cover songs and um, see how they end up in the in the marketing world in, as far as how music is streamed and licensed and all that kind of stuff. It can't hurt. It's nice to pay homage to the artists that have come before that are, you know, quote unquote, the great ones or what have you. Okay, uh, Jason, uh, we really appreciate your time and we encourage everyone to check out, uh, you know, your website and check out, uh, you know, uh, you, YouTube and uh, all of that. And uh, you have, uh, like, uh, it, it, you, you mentioned that right now you're just content. So these are on Thursday, these night, these, uh, these shows then? Right, so Thursday night, 7 p.m. Pacific on Facebook and Instagram I'm doing a little show called The Golden Hour and that's uh, just for fun you know we might do some fundraising at some point or you know just try to build and, and cross pollinate the audience with, with other artists and you know it's really just trying to offer something that's fun and easy and take your mind off the troubles of the world for a little bit Oh, great. Uh, okay, uh, Jason, any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here? Well, I sure appreciate you taking the time, and I, I look forward to uh, to checking out your show and, and learning more about uh, what all else you're doing. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. appreciate that. Okay, uh, Jason, and if you could give your website one final time, please. Sure, uh, just jasoncroppermusic.com. Okay, that sounds great. Okay, my guest has been uh, Jason Cropper, and you've been listening to the Mike Care Radio program, What's Up America? And please catch us again next time.